0: What are you talking about? And and I went. What the? What do you mean? What are you? What am I talking about? And and we. I mean, dude. We we are going back and forth. We're a, we are literally about to go to blows, and I'm gonna lose a hundred percent. But I'm just backing what I think is my knowledge. Okay, I'm backing it. And Billy, our really good buddy, who is both of our bosses at the time comes in and he's like what is wrong with the both of you you're trying to fight him over the dumbest shit ever you're trying to fight him over the dumbest shit ever like just if you guys would just work together you wouldn't have to worry about any of this and we were we both looked at each other and i was like no i'm not talking to him and he's like yeah i'm not i'm not talking to him either and and we just went with it
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Columbus Uncut Podcast. This week, we bring you an interview with Jimmy Clark, the brewmaster at Somewhere in Particular. We'd like to welcome you as Caleb and I bring you current events, sports, beer, guests, and all things Columbus, Ohio, unfiltered and uncut. As usual, we got myself, Sean, this week with my co-host, caleb and the brewmaster jimmy and we also have my buddy john here riding along with us so we got a, a big episode planned so uh jimmy why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself man well um, well
2: first knew uh caleb back in i think it was 2016 2017 right when we first got in the golf business or when you joined heritage or whatnot so i've known caleb for a little bit and then um I was in the golf business for maybe 11, 12 years, and then I had an unfortunate back injury that took me out of the business. Realized I had to develop a new skill, so I got good at brewing, and um, I'm here where I am now, or whatnot, and I've been here for the past two and a half years, so.
1: Awesome. We're glad to have you, man. So before we get too deep into the episode, as always, we want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. Um, So you can find us, Columbus Uncut, on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at Columbus underscore Uncut. You can join our Discord page, which will have a link on our Teespring, um, or on our Linktree, which will be linked in our uh, show notes. So in our Discord, we have a beer suggestions uh, channel, we have a food suggestions channel, and then we have a general channel and a feedback channel. So you can give us beer suggestions to review on future episodes, you can give us restaurant suggestions to review, and you can also give us feedback on the episode. Um, so by all means, follow us on there, join our Discord. You can find our Teespring, which will be linked in, on our uh, link tree as well, where you can get merchandise such as hoodies, crew necks, pint glasses, all kinds of cool Columbus Uncut merch, um, which, you know, is, is good to... Take out, show around, great gift for some family, some friends, um, good stuff. So all these links can be found on our link tree, which will be posted in the show notes. That's basically like our home website for the podcast. So um, by all means, t- check it out. Give us a follow. Give us a like on our posts. And uh, what about uh, somewhere in particular brewing? What's their uh, their uh, social media?
2: Social media. So we got Facebook and we got Instagram. Facebook, uh, it's just somewhere in particular brewing company. Uh, Instagram Mm -hmm. is sipbrew, S-I-P-B-R-E-W.
1: Awesome. Simple enough. Easy to remember. So as usual this week for our segments, we'll have our beer overview. However, we are doing this unique this week because we are at a brewery with a brewmaster. So we will have multiple beers that we will be trying and reviewing this week. Um, We will have our food segment which we are going to Tommy's diner.
0: Yep. We're going there tomorrow morning. Yeah.
1: Tommy's diner. Tommy's diner. So we're actually, this is the first time we're going to review the food post episode. So we will edit that in later. Um, thanks to our amazing sound guy, Luke, who's not here tonight. Yeah, so
0: he's really killing the vibe tonight.
1: <laughs> thanks in advance, Luke. Um, and then we'll close out the episode with an interview with our interview here with Jimmy, our first brewmaster on the episode. So, really looking forward to that well let's uh go ahead and get started with the best part of the episode
0: the beer segment hit me with some jazz
1: hit them with some jazz
0: all right sean uh since we're running on a two mic setup tonight you mind passing your mic over there to jimmy for me real quick while we run through this uh this beer segment that way uh We can get that out of the way ahead of time here sorry for all the rattling uh so the beer segment obviously normally this is about the time when i am going to talk about what beer we're drinking i'm going to talk about alcohol percentage Um, i'm going to talk about like a little bit of the flavors that we got going on in the beer Uh, i also love to throw in what kind of hops that are used in the beer We know nothing about them, and maybe there's somebody that listens that does, but we just like to throw it in just for shits and giggles. definitely. Uh, And then we're going to talk some facts about SIP right after that, Uh, and then we go into kind of our rating system. So first we'll talk about poundability, then we'll talk about what we're actually tasting. And then we'll talk about the can mm-hmm. itself. So Absolutely. Our first one here, which we always crack over the microphone. So everybody get your, uh, get your beer up. Let's get ready to uh, crack these bad boys open here. I'll get mine set up here first. Ready? Hit it. All right. So basically, I'm just going to give a slight overview of what we're drinking. Our first beer here is uh, Deflate Gate. New England hazy IPA, uh, here from somewhere in particular brewing, but I'm going to leave most of this, uh, here to you, Jimmy, to kind of give the overview. So like I said, we're talking alcohol percentage. We're talking hops. We're talking what you put in this particular beer to make it taste so good.
2: Absolutely. So the name of the beer is the Flight gate. It's our number one, uh, seller here at sip. Um, I'm a Colts fan and, um, the flight gate's the first beer that the brewery actually opened up with um we we didn't and that was before my time with the old brewer there and i decided i wanted to bring it back being the colts fan i am and um i thought it was a great name it suited sip and myself well um on the label here you got um our theme here at the brewery it's a whole bunch of skeletons or whatnot so i had my artists uh Make up a whole bunch of cartoon-looking skeletons playing football with a deflated football. Very vaguely, you can barely see it in the corners. you got good old Belichick and uh, Tom Brady, as well as an air pump on the bottom there. Um, She's at 6.5%. The hops I use in it's uh, Citra, Lemon Drop, and Sultana. So when it comes to New England, you see about five or six of the main hops, usually, uh, they consist of like Amarillo, Mosaic, Simcoe, Citra, or whatnot. And I wanted to do something totally, completely different. So I used a a new hop that I've never messed with before called Sultana. Um, it was an experimental hop until 2019 when it, until it got its name. Uh, lemon drop, you don't really see too often in the beer as well. And I had to throw a little bit of Citra in there because Citra makes everything really good. So ratio-wise, it's like about a two-to-one ratio of Sultana to Citra
0: because I wanted Sultana to be in the spotlight. With you know being a new hop and whatnot, I was going to say. In some of the other beers we've tried in the past, I feel like Mosaic or Citra is in pretty much every single one. Absolutely, it's, that's just like yep. a popular one to go mm-hmm. with, pretty much. Yeah,
2: the reason you see them a lot too because they're really reliable to use too. they won't really screw you over in the brewing process or whatnot. So
0: okay, so what kind of alcohol percentage? We I, it's, I can probably read it on the can, but it's, no, better it's all good. Just uh, it's you. it's at six point five percent. Okay, six point five. So yep, like that. Um, I do really love the. It's kind of like a golden color, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Is that what you were kind of going for when you were brewing this? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you normally typically see in New England, still.
2: Really foggy, can't see through beer, light yellow, golden color, for sure.
0: Right. You can still get that goldenish color when you have like a lager, mm-hmm. though, but you can actually see all the way through it rather exactly. than your hazy is just that foggy. Yeah. Because we, Sean, what was that uh, hazy we maybe had in the past? I'm trying to think. I'm drawing a blank right now, but we looked at it and we're like, okay, if we put this lager and this hazy right next to each other, like they're the same alcohol percentage and similar color, but obviously the lager we could see straight through it, the hazy was just as cloudy as right, can be, right. and I think Sean preferred that. I, I mean, I like everything, but mm-hmm. I think I'd rather go for the lager that's just me, or pale ale that's always me Well, too. no one it's, knew. I, I could see you drinking the lager too. It, it makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we're going to try some other beers, so this is just going to be the first one that we're talking about. Um, So that way we don't have to hit these questions later on. Uh, Let's just quickly talk about, if you can, uh, like how many tanks you brew with, what size they are, uh, and maybe like how much you produce uh, on a yearly basis. Absolutely. So we run here on a 10-barrel
2: tank, and I got four 20-barrel fermenters in the brewery right now. So in order to fill up the tank, uh, fill up the fermenter all the way. I gotta brew back to back days. Um, dul- 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 barrel wise per year, I would say we do anywhere from three hundred fifty to four hundred. So when it comes to barrels, just think of a wine barrel. Okay. Um, those big kegs that you see, those are half barrels. Right. So two of those big kegs equal one barrel. Got it. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we, uh, for comparison for our listeners, we did uh, one time a uh, review of. Uh, Central Waters Brewing Company's beer. I don't know if Jimmy, you've ever had that. I've heard of it. Yeah,
2: never had any other stuff, but I've heard of it.
0: Okay, so they produce roughly two hundred fifty thousand oh, barrels. Yeah. Oh yeah, per year. So yep. And you're saying three fifty for about here in mm-hmm. a year. So, three fifty yeah. to four hundred. So yeah. that yeah. that's kind of weird to uh,
2: estimate it just with COVID times and stuff right now too. You know, so
0: right. Yeah. But that just gives you kind of a our listeners a uh, like an example mm-hmm. of not that you guys are a small brewery by any means but you look at a place like that who has a 10,000 square foot you know operation and they're producing that much and then you guys got the 350 to 400 which is yeah. still an incredible amount of beer honestly
2: right and being that's this small as well it gives me time to get more creative and you know come out with some crazy shit, you know? Right. Instead of just coming out with the same thing every single time. Right. Where, you know, in a production facility that big, you need to be more consistent, put out the same beers or whatnot, where over here I can put out something different every single time.
0: Right, which I'm sure brings in a lot of people here to this place because they're like, okay, pretty much every month Mm -hmm. I'm going to get something new. A couple things that are new for sure. Right, which kind of leads me into my next question how long are we talking for, like a brew time? Let's let's talk about this Deflate Gate, for instance. First, you know how much time from the time you start putting all the grains, and I'm going to say chemicals because obviously we don't know all the <laughs> shit that goes in. You do, but we don't. All the uh, like, how long from that point until it's sitting in front of me like it is right now? Yeah. So I can chug this.
2: Absolutely. So it really depends on the beer style and how big the ABV is as well. Um, for instance, uh, what we're drinking right now, Deflate Gate, it takes about two and a half weeks. Um, something like our Studwiser, um, which is our number two seller right now that we'll have here in a little bit. Um, that one, I could turn around about 12 to 14 days just cause it's a lower ABV. Okay. So pretty much you got to think higher the ABV. I'm gonna get nerdy on you real quick.
0: We love that. All here, right. The listeners are going to really enjoy this. Too. All right, cool.
2: So going back to what you were saying, I'm going to do two things here. Okay. So going back to what you were saying when it comes to haziness and, uh, See through, so that also that depends on the type of malts you're using, the your calcium chloride levels the, to calcium sulfate levels, um, the type of yeast you use. It's all a concoction of everything that makes it hazy or okay. makes it clear. Okay, right. And
0: now, like, obviously, you've been doing this for quite some time now. Is it really like a guessing game for you, or do you go like, is there a recipe book that says because? I've home-brewed one time. Mm-hmm. I've brewed one thing, and it was an amber ale. Just on your stove with a one-gallon yeah. guy? Yeah, and, yeah. It,
2: and it was the, um, oh, gosh. That's how I started, man. I'm
0: just trying to think of what
2: exactly it There was one point was where called. I had five one-gallon fermenters just sitting next to each other. Really? Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: this was a, uh, I put like a syrup in, though. Uh-huh. And I forget what it was called. Um, obviously, you probably don't. Uh, DME, so it's a liquid form of the grain. Got it. Yep, that's basically yep. what I was putting in. So, yep. but, I mean, it turned out okay. I think I got probably turned out pretty sweet. Yeah, I got yep. about thirty six bottles worth or okay. something like that, which was pretty good. They you should get somewhere between like thirty four and forty two mm-hmm. if you did it right, and I got thirty six, so I felt pretty good about it. Um, but like, obviously, I just followed the exact recipe book. They basically put everything exactly how you should exactly yeah add it in. But for you large scale operation Mm -hmm. I mean you're talking gigantic tanks here like you just throwing shit in or are you like so it comes with a whole bunch of research and just
2: experience as well Um, I got a pretty pretty snazzy program I use on my computer that helps me with the calculations of, of everything as well when it comes to IBUs you know ABV the amount of grains you're putting in or whatnot and they even goes so much into detail to where they have most of the types of yeast that are out available out in the market. And different types of yeast are going to give you different ABVs and different characters to the beer. And it tells you that if when once you input it when you're your recipe. And obviously just a whole bunch of research, a whole bunch of tasting beer, you know, and just seeing what other
0: breweries are doing as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now <clears throat> obviously for us average beer drinkers who just drink it for the effects. Uh, not necessarily always for the taste. We know what ABV is. We know what some of those terms are. But maybe one of the, you know, common misconceptions of things that people don't know is what is IBU. So that's the bitterness of the beer. Okay. And so a a lower number would be less bitter than exactly. a higher number. Okay.
2: Yep. So what we're drinking right now at the Flight Gate the IBUs on that is uh thirty one point five. When it comes to New England hazies, you don't want it to be too bitter. So. I'm gonna get nerdy one more time with you, w- real quick, when it comes to hops. So, your um, average boil time when it comes to a batch of beer is around 60 minutes. And again, it depends on the style of beer. Your darker beers, I like to go more the four or five hour range, just because you have a lot of crazy different malts in there that you want to, you know, caramelize and get, you know, like a nice thick stout. Th- those go through longer boils to create that, you know, that mouthful, you know, thickness or whatever. Um, so let's just say... That's what she said. Uh-huh, exactly. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but uh, when it... So the flake, I put that through a 60-hour boil. Um, so when it comes to hops, you have three stages of hops, right? Um, anything, Any hops that you add, any from uh, the 45 to 60-minute range, and what I mean by that is how much time is left during the boil, it's going to be more bitter because the hops are in that boil longer, and um, hops have a thing called alphic acids. Um, those oils are being extracted more obviously because they're longer in the boil right so that's going to add the more bitterness to it which i don't add in there because this beer doesn't have really too much bitterness in it it's more uh taste and aroma from it so to get aroma you add hops in anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes that's going to give you more aroma and for taste wise anywhere from zero to 10 minutes it's going to be more taste and then obviously you got your dry hopping which is after the cooking process that's just going to be all taste and aroma going from there Okay, see, for sure.
0: These things that we're finding out is something that us average people might not know anything about. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. I mean, if anyone's listened to our, our prior episodes, which I know John is a listener, thankfully, uh, our one and only, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, we when we're drinking these, we're like, oh man, you know, we don't know much about this, but it has this IBU, it has these hops, this ABV, and we kind of just run with it, thinking, oh, for like, sure. Okay, maybe somebody will want to go out and try this, whatever. Yeah. But now we're getting like an actual rundown of what it takes to mm-hmm. make this, what IBUs actually are, you know, how you get the flavor profiles, which I think is going to only better us in the future. And obviously we get to learn a ton about what you're doing here. You know Absolutely, what I mean? definitely. Um, so next we usually go into basically just what we're tasting mm-hmm. with this beer. And uh, obviously you, you know exactly how you made it, so – We're going to get us guys uh, kind of what we're feeling, what we're tasting, and then you can kind of come back in and be like, you know what? I did put that in there. I did kind of do this. That way we can kind of get an idea. So I'm going to take a sip, let Sean and John take their sips here, and then uh, we'll kind of get an idea here of what we're thinking. I can always go first here. I'll take a quick sip. I say take a quick sip as I literally have two swigs left of this beer. I've just been absolutely – housing this thing um so remind you said ibu was around 50 right or what did what did you say
2: it's 31.5
0: 31.5 i don't know why i was thinking 50 that number is just stuck in my head so when it comes to your new
2: england's they're going to be a little less bitter versus um so pretty much your new england's are really hazy right and they're going to be less bitter um it's going to be more hop aroma more taste um you have uh, west coast ipas as well Um, Those are going to be more grassy. Um, They're going to be higher in bitterness, so you're adding more bitter hops into there as well. But they're also going to be more see-through as well.
0: Okay, that makes makes a lot more sense. I don't know why for me, and this just might be my palate when it comes to beers or whatever, I'm getting a little bit more bitterness in this, not that it's a bad thing, because I think this absolutely tastes delicious. And that lemon citra that you're talking about, I get that lemon on there, which is fantastic. But I definitely get more bitterness. And so obviously we're gonna be trying some other beers that we can talk about, you know, later. This is just going to be the main one that we're gonna rate today. But I I'd be interested to like obviously have next to me, which maybe we might, something that's like fifty IBUs or like 80 IBU. So I can get an idea of like, okay, this is, you know, this is 31.5 bitterness. Like here's a good example. Um, I honestly really enjoy this. I think it's delicious. This is one, even though it's 6.5%, I feel like I'm getting like, this comes in what four packs, six packs, yeah, four packs, uh, 16 ounce cans. Okay. So I could definitely drink four of these with ease. Uh, and maybe even some more depending on how many I get. But four, I think, is, like, the perfect number for this. Um, Obviously, delicious taste, like I said. The lemon really sticks out for me, which I like. Um, Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. Sean, why don't you give us uh, what you're thinking with this one?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, while we were going through all this, uh, one thing that really stuck out for me about the IBU conversation was just talking about the –
0: I just saw you take the mic off the thing, and I'm not sure why I didn't think of that. It kind of pissed me off. I'm over here just handing him the mic stand every freaking time he wants to talk. I feel like a dumbass. And you over here, you unhooked the whole thing. It looks so much easier to do, and I'm like... Wow, that looks yeah. – I can't believe I didn't think I of that. The
1: After balls. the whole beer conversation that I couldn't take part in, I was like, yeah, I'm undoing this mic stance. Yeah, so.
0: well, and Luke, I know you're going to edit this, so you're going to hear this. We really could have used your help. We brought a third mic. We could not get that bitch to work at all, and uh, so we're going to have to have a conversation about that. Maybe dock your pay a little bit. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have to figure it out.
1: So, yeah, I can mute your mic if you do want to take it off um, while I'm going. But basically, one thing I wanted to talk about with the IBUs that when you guys were talking was I never knew what IBUs were either. So I think those factor heavily into the poundability rating because the bitterness is definitely what impacts the poundability. So this being lower IBUs, I can definitely – (laughs) <laughs> I did the same thing, by the way, with all the washers. Uh, I can definitely get on board with this. Definitely great. Um, I really love the taste, how smooth it is. Uh, I mean, for a New England hazy, I'm a big, I love hazy IPAs. One of my favorite beers uh, in Ohio that I've had is the Rutherford B. Haze out of, uh, what is it, Twin Oast Brewing up in Catawba uh one of my favorites that's up where i'm from so really love the brewery up there but <clears throat> i love i love hazy ipas so yeah they're
2: one of my go-tos too man that's why I-, I take a lot of pride in this beer so yeah,
1: yeah. it's it's delicious i drink I, it every I, single day <laughs> i love it yeah i would definitely drink it every day but i don't know uh where i'd be every single day if i did that so um definitely used to it (laughs) definitely love it uh i'll I'll hand it over to john now so he can give his impressions
3: um but really really enjoy it man delicious i appreciate it yeah so uh first off not really like a big ipa drinker love hazy ipas Mm -hmm. though got turned on when i went out to seattle uh when i was out there for work um the citrus, the lime, yeah, it definitely hits you up front, and then the bitters at the back end isn't overwhelming, which right. I think is is phenomenal. So poundability, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see myself going into any store, coming here because I'm from Cincinnati. So if I can find it down in Cincinnati, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna go pick up a four pack, mm-hmm. maybe even two, take it back to the house. That's something I would actually look forward to drinking as soon as I get home from work. So I mean, definitely, it's a crisp taste. I think it just looks phenomenal and you know, it's something I could see myself going back to like time and time again. Yeah. So hell yeah. I
2: appreciate it. Thank you, man. And it, I will say, so I brewed this beer seven, eight times now. Um, this is definitely a fresh batch. So when it comes to IPAs, I take a lot of hops like new England's or, you know, West coast or whatnot. Um, usually it's prime time for them once they sit in the kegs for about two to three weeks. Um, So a little bit of that bitterness and uh, and actually what you're having is called Hot Burn um, because it's still a pretty fresh beer. I think
1: it's only a week and a half old right now. So it's not like the beer we had last week that was brewed in July. You remember that one? (laughs) Where's that (laughs) from? That
0: That was a, that was. yeah. So we had, we had Citrus Surfer from Wolf's Ridge. Oh, Wolf's Ridge, yeah. uh, Like we found it in Giant Eagle because I didn't have anything prepared uh, until last minute because it was a crazy week, but Clearly, you know, like, the shelf life on a beer like that is probably, what, like, six months or so? Well, when we finished the bottom of the can, it says it was, like, brewed, like, July 12th. And, obviously, we drank it last week. So, we were like, is this a real, like, (laughs) rating? I'm sure it probably tastes better. Is this real life? Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, like, I'm sure it probably (laughs) tastes better on draft when it's completely fresh rather right, than right. we literally were at the maximum shelf life the rep was probably about to come in the next week and be like this is out of date.
2: Nah, so what So there's some beers you could get away with, you know, a year or even over a year. I would say, you know, your lagers, your sours, your dark beers. You could get away, you know, for a while with that. IPAs are a different ball game. Um I use I will never serve an IPA that's over three and a half months old. Really? Just okay, so we because were the hops really... start deteriorating. Okay. So fun fact, real quick, too. Um, when it comes to hops, so back in the 1700s, 1800s, um, So you know,
0: history obviously, history Absolutely. I love you this.
2: ready for this? <laughs> love this. So when it came the Great Britain and India, you know, um, they did a lot of trading with with each other. Right. Um, there weren't any airplanes yet. You know. So. Um, They have to go by ship, and, you know, that could take months on months on months to get there, right? So, Great Britain would trade a whole bunch of beer for, you know, supplies and goods with India or whatnot. So, what they would do with the beer so it wouldn't go bad by the time it got there, they would load that fucker in hops. So, it would stay good. So, the more hops you add, the longer it's going to be, but the more fucking bitter it's going to be at the same time and shit, right? Okay,
0: so basically whatever we rated it, we should just throw that shit out the window because I mean, I, and this is the thing I even said in the last episode, because before I obviously start the segment, I put, I find out all the information today. I didn't have to do that because you have all the information didn't need to go anywhere, but I find out exactly what's in it. You know, the ABV, all that stuff. I find the uh, facts about the brewery and the beer itself, whatever. And I go on their website And I type like they have a search bar where you can search for a specific beard. It literally just says "page not found." The beard. So I'm like, it must not even be being made anymore. Like the batch that we had may have been a last go around. Which, I mean, that's two weeks in a row because. They, yeah, they, the week before we absolutely had, <laughs> killed
1: us, bamboozled. <laughs> right. Thanks to well, uh, Caleb's company, who yeah, just delivers the beer yeah, to giant. Eagle.
0: Exactly, but we don't we don't do Wolf's Ridge, which uh, is fine. But uh, the uh, week before that, when I was back at the golf course, uh, I during kids camp, which we're gonna get into this later. Jimmy, Jimmy used to work at the same golf course as me. That's how we know each other. Long story. We're gonna get into it later. But kids camp, finished the kids camp, and one of the parents was like, hey, we want to give you a gift. And they give me a bomber of Founders CBS, okay. which is Canadian Breakfast Stout. Right. This was two and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay, I haven't touched it because I heard, like, okay, this is a barrel-aged stout. You can even leave it for longer, and it's going to get better. It's like a wine. It gets better with age. Right, so I saved it for two and a half years basically, because that's when I left the golf course. We just opened it two weeks ago, drank it. I'm telling you, dude, this might have been one of the best stouts I've ever drank, and I don't know why I haven't decided to, like, barrel-age, or not barrel-age, but, uh yeah, like, just age them even more. Like, even though you buy it, don't be afraid to, like, let it sit in your fridge for even longer. I just thought that was something, like, you know we're 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 missing the shelf life with yeah. two beers in a row. The first one was completely okay, nothing wrong with it. Second one, maybe not so much.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. If you go in my basement at home, I've got two fridges. One of them's a kegerator. One of them I keep a whole bunch of nice, fancy beers in there, and I probably got a good fifteen, twenty bottles that are over a year old. They're just you know, bourbon barrel oh, aged stouts or whatnot just waiting to be open. I still got, like, a 2015 Bourbon County from Goose Island just chilling there waiting to be cracked open and enjoyed, you know, so.
0: Love that. I mean, I, I want to do that more, to be honest, because I, I really enjoyed that one. I think everyone that tried it, because it was just really Sean and Luke and me that tried it. But I I want to do that more.
3: Yeah, I mean, as a listener, hearing you guys go go through that and open that up, and just talk about it. That was phenomenal. Actually, made me want to go out and find something like that that I can preserve, and then just wait two and a half years to crack that bad bay like bad boy open. So I mean, which it sucks that
0: that one isn't even being made anymore. But like you said, I mean, that's I think how we all felt. As soon as we cracked it open and drank it, I was like, uh, I'm going to be aging some more things uh, when I get the chance because uh, that was pretty freaking awesome. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I would definitely like to try more stouts like that because I'm not a big stout guy and that was delicious. It made it so smooth and I don't want to go off topic because we already talked about it, but it's, it's interesting to hear about now that we know the science and the dynamics behind it, how everything impacts the taste and flow of the beer. um, And really what we were tasting, but did we talk about the poundability of that? Again? Yeah,
0: I mean, we of the CBS or of this one? This one. I feel like everybody kind of added their little bit of poundability. We like, didn't
1: give a, a rating. You got to give a rating, bud.
0: You, I mean, you really want to give a poundability. I mean, yes, John was I like, do. I want to come home from work and drink this. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, but are you drinking
1: hit, 10 of these I on a Friday night? I,
0: I said I would drink four of these, and then if I had some more, I'd drink some more. So what's your poundability rating out of 10? Out of 10... How many do I have at home? That's what I need to know. Do I have ten? If I have ten, I'm having five. If I have, if I, so that's, I mean, that's how we're gonna have to do this because this is a little bit different. All right, then it's got to be out of twelve. No, 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 it's ten. It's you got a ten pack. You just happen. We know the brewer. We came in. I said, give me ten beers. Okay, that's it. It's one of those things. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So we came in. I got ten beers on a Friday. I'm drinking five of these before I switch to my Natty Crushers. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's,
2: oh yeah, the natty boys. He's still on those natties, huh?
0: Never, gonna, never, never gonna leave them. <laughs> oh, him, I, got, I got. G- <laughs> it, you, I was on a bush light he was on phase a bush for the light longest thing, time, man. and God. then literally Sean would come over, and I'd be like, "Do you want a bush?" And he's like, "I'm not drinking that piss water." And I said, "What?" And he goes, "You need some natty." And I went, like, "That is, it's the equivalent. Bush has some more taste. I don't, I don't understand that." I'm
3: just happy. Natty, no, you haven't changed. Natty is <laughs> not hydrated. one bit, Not one bit. <laughs> I grew up with the nasty natty and when I got to college and I found someone who really enjoyed the natty, I immediately went away from it. And I had and Did you I, go to Bush Light too? I, yes, I went to Bush Light. <laughs> Thank you. You Thank know, you. I had to. I love him. Thank Great you. guy, Thank but you. Bush lattes just hit a little bit smoother. Well, the th- the
0: problem was is that he was coming over and I was like, "All right, I got thirty bushes in there, and then I got probably fifteen craft beers." Sean's just hawking the craft beers; he's <laughs> bombed, and I'm I've had the same amount of beers as him, and I'm like, "Well, I'm feeling normal." Hey you man, know, like,
1: natties, and this is what I tell my wife and what I tell anyone at this point: natties are just hydration, bud. Like, yeah, you're just it's, you're just hydrating for the next day. That's right, all and you're doing every fucking
0: five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's all there is to exactly. it.
1: Exactly. Yep. Uh, I would give this, like, honestly, if I, this was, so I don't know if you know this, but the, I'd hate to bring up a rival. I don't know if it's a rivalry thing, but the basement beer is Bodie, right? So oh, yeah. We, we drink a lot you can of You never Bodie. go wrong with Bodie, man. That's always, that's always been one of my go-tos and still is to this yeah. day. That and their CBC, just regular IPA till. But honestly, I like this beer as much or more than Bodie. I think it's so smooth. Now the ABV isn't as high, right? That's the that's the thing with Bodie is the ABV is higher, but gets you're, the job
2: done for you quicker.
1: Yeah, right. But it's <laughs> smooth, so you don't feel like you're choking down a beer, you know? Right, right, like a right. higher ABV beer. But as far as poundability goes, and I'm not talking about overall rating, but poundability goes, this one I'll give it a a nine out of ten or bud. So you're telling me... I drink nine of these in one night, yeah. With ease? Oh, yeah. You're, are you me, standing? What time am I starting? Put him
0: in a chair. Yeah, I was going to say, are you in a recliner? You're in the recliner Oh, I'm in the, I'm
1: in the... I'm sitting on the couch, playing Xbox, oh, smashing beers. Oh,
0: okay, are that. you completing this podcast if you drank nine deflate gates? No. Okay, that's, that's literally all I needed to know. Because I said five out of ten. I would easily have five of these, and I can conduct a ceremony i don't know well it's but not about, about how 10, sober you are literally
1: asleep that's not what poundability is it's not about how hey, sober you are let's, at let's the do end. this
2: right so off the podcast we'll set a day we'll hang out i'll bring up night i'll can up nine of these okay and then we'll hang out and see what happens we'll pool day at the wendell there we go we'll do it there we go done deal yeah, c- can i
4: get an invite to
0: that oh, oh you're, <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah, already on. invited <laughs> if you've been to the episode you're invited to anything okay. we talk about it's an yeah. auto
2: yeah.
1: invite
0: Okay, so – and we got John's poundability because he said when he comes home from work, he's drinking this regardless. What are we talking, John? One, two, three? I, you know, I would How say – How many of you drink it in, in a night when you got to work the next day?
3: Okay, work the next day, you know, I'd say two, two to three. Okay. If I'm rolling into a weekend, we're going to go four to six.
0: Love it. See, and I'm at five, so John's the outlier I feel like we just got
3: to – we're
1: going to have to just define poundability at some point because no, we're changing define, all
0: the rules. That's the best part about it not having a definition is you give it whatever you want it to be.
1: Oh, now all of a sudden John's working the next day while I'm slamming nine of
0: these bangers. Exactly. Hey, you fell into the question like ever. that. What and a sheesh. mistake.
1: Thank you for Sheesh. <laughs> well, let's get to the real rating that matters. Right.
0: So now we're just purely on taste. Nothing else. Now we rate this rating... And we're only going to rate this beer because if we keep doing this for all these, we we're not going to have any questions for you. So we're just going to rate this one beer. Uh, So we rate the beer on a scale of one to ten buckeye leaves. Now, if you haven't listened to an episode before, uh, decimals are allowed. I say this every single time, and they're allowed because let's say you're a running back, I'm a linebacker, I crack you in the head while you're running part of that buckeye leaf flies off your helmet. Mm-hmm. You got maybe a half of it left. That's maybe like you got six and a half buckeye leaves. So it's not uncommon. And a lot of less brain cells. That's right, CTE. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, You just never know. But so that's why decimals are allowed in this. So one is the absolute worst, 10 being the absolute best. I will go first because I just feel like it. I've had a lot of obscure ratings. It just depends on kind of where I'm at and the time when I'm rating this beer. And I've had a few. So I'm feeling good. I said I really enjoyed the flavor of this. I think I absolutely downed it. I mean, I, I drank it very quickly. You were the
2: first one to chug it. For I, okay, I was going to say. So
0: <laughs>
1: I was the. F- Mine's been gone for like 10 minutes. He wasn't here, looking at it, yours. poundability so. <laughs> rating was high for me. So it was gone in seconds. I
0: Personally, I love this beer, and I'm like I said before. I'm not a big hazy fan, just because I feel like I get really, really full. But I really enjoyed this one. I'm gonna go eight point two five out of ten.
1: Wow, that's a solid. Rating. I feel I like,
0: r- like, like I said, on a Friday night, I don't like to just crush craft beers the whole night like Sean does. He's <laughs> talking about nine going to bed. Like I want to have a good time, so I'm gonna have five, like a normal, sane human being, and then have. 10 natties right after to just keep it alive.
1: This reminds me of a small story. <laughs> oh,
0: I can't wait to hear it. But I'm going <laughs> – it's probably involving me. Who knows? Yes, it is. Yeah, I was going to say. But I'm going to go 8.25 for my rating. And now what I want to happen is I want Sean to give his rating, then I want John to give his. But then I want Jimmy you as the brewer, to give your honest rating. I know you love to flake it. it was, it's your baby. Right. But I want you to give your honest rating just just like we are. If you had never had it before, give your rating. So, Sean, go right ahead.
1: Okay. So, before we get into this, my story real quick. So, Caleb talks about me smashing all the craft brews. So, one night we're playing Xbox. Halo Infinite just came out, right? And Love that game. Caleb, while I'm having one of these bangers of a night smashing all the beers, decides that to bring Sean into the ranked gameplay. While he smacked at least, I smacked at least 10 craft beers that night. And I've never hated that Halo Infinite game so much in my life. So, if that tells you anything about my quality of mental state uh, when I'm drinking the craft brews, it goes by the wayside. But... Don't invite your boy who's been smacking beers for hours to ranked gameplay to go 1 in 10.
0: That was a mistake, but I will say you're you're not only speaking to just me, you, and John, who's also a gamer. Jimmy might be one of the biggest gamers I've ever met in my life, and he is also a Halo player, so he totally understands where you're coming from.
1: He
2: looks pretty at home in those Xbox headphones. So so first off, fuck you guys for not sending me an invite to play with you guys in Halo because Halo's my game. Oh, man. Right. Well, blame him. I'm not <laughs> friends with you on Xbox yet.
1: And I'm friends with him, and right? Him. <laughs> Jesus. He forgot. You hear that? It's okay. I forget. What Jesus. What's the gamer involved. tag? Gamer
2: tag is all lowercase JDC space and then all uh, uppercase three eyes. It's literally my initials, and I'm the third. Wow.
1: Yeah. Int- so it,
2: that's very I'm a Diamond original. 2 rank. So. And wow. rank.
1: Well, yeah, Mike's not hard to forget. I'm, I'm just Brawl Sack.
0: I, Sean, Sean, why don't you tell everyone your rank? By the way, I'm Plat 5, so I'm I'm up there too, but I can't wait for everyone to hear Sean's.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm Bronze Ethereum 16. 6. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Ah, the there it is. We're getting into the crypto now. I like it. I like it. I like it. So
2: big, big question. Have you guys touched the campaign at all? Yeah. Yes, I love it. I, I hundred percented it. it two Sundays ago. It is by far one of the best Halo campaigns I've ever played. I think I just love the open world aspect of it.
3: I thought it like it actually got me excited to play Halo again Absolutely. because it, it Halo Five, yeah, yeah, Halo bring, Five dropped off, yep. but
2: it brings you back to the
3: Halo Two, Halo Halo Three days, man. Can't talk about that. Yeah,
2: Ugh,
1: yeah, man. man. Yeah, I do love it. But now that I've gotten us off on a tangent, and we can talk gaming more, but let's get the, through the beer segment. As we've been going for probably an hour. Uh, I will give this an 8.69. 8.69. Uh, love it. Had to throw. Yeah, he had to put the 6.9 on it. Oh, there. yeah. Had to. I love it. I love it. For all Honestly, <laughs> love this beer, dude. And I wouldn't fucking uh, blow smoke up your ass just because you're a brewer. <laughs> yeah. I want your honest opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we would shit on it. We have I would shit on, on it. Beers, and I've too.
0: shit on beers before. Yeah, We're. We because our thing is, is like we're just average dudes picking up a beer from Giant Eagle, you know what I mean? So, if that's from July, yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: exactly, which definitely impacted the
0: rate, exactly. But that that gives you a a semblance right there, like we're not afraid to just straight up be like, I I don't like this at all, whatever. But honest to god, Sean liked it, I liked it. I'm interested to hear what John says, and I'm interested to hear your same thing you know what i mean
1: i won't go anymore i love the beer 8.69 we've all talked about it uh hits the front of the tongue and the back of the tongue it hits your tongue as the meat bucket guys would say i mean they talk about where stuff hits your tongue i don't care if it hits your tongue in the front back as long as it hits your tongue it's good beer so john
3: before i rate this I'm going to get your guys' tag after this. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm just going to put it out there. Absolutely. But um, before a rating was given, I was thinking in my head, and I came up with 8.4. And I think about it as, how excited am I when I get off a crappy day of work and I want to drink a quality beer that I can drink time and time again? And like I've already said it, if I see this down in Cincinnati, I'm going to go grab a four-pack and I'm going to put it in my fridge. And I'm not gonna share it with anybody. And that's just how I am. It just it tastes great. The color's phenomenal. <clears throat> and it's something that, you know, now coming up to Columbus, like if I'm gonna visit Sean, if I were to come back in here, it's the first beer that I wanna grab. So eight point four. Appreciate Solid.
1: it, man. All right. Let's hear it from straight from the horse's mouth here. <laughs>
2: Well, brewing it about seven or eight different times. You know, I've done a little tweaks here and there. Just, you know, anybody that says a beer is great, I've always had the mentality that it could be better, even when it comes to the smallest adjustments, whether it comes, you know, from your, you know, calcium chloride, calcium sulfate ratios, the type of yeast you use, your hop ratios, you know, the amount of pounds you use or whatnot. So I've tinkered a whole bunch, you know. I don't have it where I want it yet. But I still, it's always my go-to whenever I get done, you know, doing my thing in the brewery. (laughs) We got to teach this guy how to pour a beer, guys. (laughs) Look at that head. Look at that. It's about half the pint glass. I love it. Would you just look at it? (laughs) I like a lot of heads. There he goes. There he is. There he is. But in my honest opinion, I know I can make it a little bit better. I'm still tinkering with it. I would
1: probably give it an eight point five. Hey, we're all in the eight so, er range. I like it. So I like it. So I'm happy
2: with it, but I know it could be better.
1: I'm honestly, if there's anything that comes out of this episode, I'm really looking forward to the Deflate Gate Challenge 2022 at the Wendell Pool. Because <laughs> let's do it, man! It's gonna be a day.
0: Can we convince him to open the pool tomorrow? Because <laughs> I'd love to see this happen oh, within 24 hours. I think the
1: pond's only half frozen over. We can go out there. We can do it then. We yeah, it's set so, yeah, up. Yeah. Everyone's got a rocket. There we go. Well, if you have the nine beers, you probably won't feel the pond. Exactly. <laughs> Why not?
0: <laughs> we'll have a day.
1: But really, and you were highlighting this when we were talking earlier uh, the can. Yes. Let's talk. I'm really the fond, can.
2: I'm really proud of the label. Yeah, just I could tell. a Colts tell. Fan.
1: I could tell just yeah. from you telling, telling so, the story of the can. So so for those who can't see, uh Jimmy's gonna explain this can to you because it's it's absolutely amazing and goes right along with the namesake. So obviously, uh
2: as I said before, I'm a big Colts fan, born and raised in Indiana. Uh, the color of the label is all blue, just like the Colts um like i said our theme here um at somewhere in particular is a whole whole bunch of skeletons you just see them random in every corner not in the house really here but if you go in the front of the house i saw you guys looking around so <laughs> I see a picture <laughs> actually there is a picture over by the bar up there by the but um but anyways yeah so and you know being a Colts fan, you just hate the goddamn fucking Patriots, you know. Just the rivalry we had in the Brady Manning days, and it's kind of deteriorated off a little bit ever since Manning was not with us. And but we did beat them this year. It means nothing because we lost to the fucking Jaguars. But whatever, we move on. Um. <laughs> but um. So my artist who does the labels for us. I've been friends with him for about 17 years now. He's a good buddy from high school. Always been in his artwork. Um, He graduated from CCAD, and um, he's done about 8 to 10 labels for us now. Um, So it's pretty easy. I tell him what I want. He does it, and it's almost how I envision it in my head every single time when he presents it to me.
1: Oh, so you actually have – a very heavy involvement in the label. Absolutely.
2: Awesome. Definitely. Definitely. So I just tell him what I want, and then I didn't even... So in the corners of the label, you can see Belichick and Brady's face. Cartoonish, right? I didn't even ask for that. He just went ahead and put that in there, which... And the air pump in the middle, that... I was so happy when I saw that as a Colts fan. I was like, I didn't even ask for it. I just asked for cartoon skeletons playing football with a deflated football. And... He'd, he added all those little, you know... All the little things. intricacies. Exactly. And that just made me fucking happy. Killed like, it. <laughs> Killed it. Yeah. So I was really stoked with the label. Like, usually when it comes to labels, I have them tinker stuff here and there. This one, it was perfect dead on. But
1: the, the, his first time, it's like, no, this is perfect. You don't need to do anything yeah. to it. One thing I love about it is you explain it, and it sounds like there'd be a lot going on in the label that you wouldn't be able like it'd be overwhelming or you wouldn't be able to know what the heck's going on mm-hmm. but honestly it's pretty like basic but you get if you dig in deeper to the details exactly. dive into the details you gotta really right? squint your eyes and look at it which yeah. i love yeah so it's so not the
2: skeletons are up front but to really look at everything else right you gotta squint your eyes. it's
1: not overwhelming bit. even like you said uh, I don't know if you talked about this, but literally the de- the football that the skeleton is tossing mm-hmm. is deflated. Yep. Like just little details like that that people might not notice, you know, on a first glance, exactly. definitely stand out. So it's it's right. an amazing label for sure.
2: And the for the viewers who don't know Deflate Gate, back in 2012, playoff game against the Colts and the Patriots being played in New England. Um. The Patriots footballs, 11 out of 12 of them, were underflated, so deflated, right? They were under the regulations of the PSI. So that's why they got in trouble for it. and Cheaters. Maybe made a beer after it,
1: so a yeah. whole bunch of cheaters. They bunch lost of cheaters. a couple of draft picks, had to pay some fines right. or whatever. You just so- had it rough, man. Colts, you had to deal with deflate gate. As a Pacers fan, I know how you feel because we had a deal with LeBron joining Miami during our freaking golden years. That's yeah. rough, man. Yeah, being an Indiana fan's not, you know. Well, it's a great, it's an absolutely amazing beer, amazing label and can. Absolutely love it. So, and
2: If you guys ever see this uh, beer on the shelves, um, my artist, his name's Connor Peril, Um there we go, Connor. Way out. to go, yep. Connor. Yep. Um, uh, his uh, artist name
1: is Complex. Does he have so, a Instagram? We can shout out or anything. We can I'm look it up. real sure quick. Not sure if he
2: does. I don't know if on top of my head.
1: I'll look. I'll look. Keep talking. Yeah. Kill time. But yeah, he. Pass,
0: pass him your microphone, you Sean. While you're killing time, because we've all talked about how we feel about the, you know, the can design and everything now, and. I think that was a great beer segment because we found out a ton of information. We're trying a new beer right now, which is... So this one's called uh, Muffed the Punt. So it's uh,
2: it's just a good old American pale ale. I've been doing a pale ale series here where I just do a single hop so everyone gets the characteristics of that single hop. Is and this I'm, a citra? No, this is actually Mosaic. Oh, I was going to say Actually that. Mosaic. The, how I came up with the name, so... It was in the tank the week of when the Colts played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and my boy uh, number twenty one Naheem Hines muffed the punt, and Gosh. I was kegging the beer the next day, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going with that name. So I think that's a great but, name because I've been going with um like a football scheme when it comes to the paleo since it's football season. Like the last paleo before this one was called the annexation of Puerto Rico, which I don't know if you guys remember from the Little Giants, it was the very last play. Yeah, so... I love it. Yeah.
0: But our next segment uh, that we're going to get into before we get into the actual interview is just a tiny little sports segment here. And uh, so normally it's a little bit longer. We talk about the Buckeyes and whatever. This is going to be a little bit of a short one. uh, And we're really excited to get uh, your thoughts, Jimmy, on this. Because obviously you worked in golf in the past and you're obviously a big Pacers fan and... Indiana sports fan. Sean has some questions about Indiana sports. I've got more of the questions about golf. Um, So we're excited to kind of explore this a little bit before we get into the questions. Now, the one thing I don't know, though, before we start asking Jimmy all these questions is I don't know what kind of sports fan John is. I mean, this is the first time that I've met him. Sean's obviously a longtime friend. So I'm kind of interested to hear John's background a little bit like all right, give me, like, an NFL team, like, baseball. What, like, what are you into sports-wise? Do you even like golf? Are you going to be bored when you hear this little bit of a segment? Like,
3: Yeah, so absolutely no. Love golf. Um, so, grew up Cincinnati all my life. So, followed the Bengals, followed the Reds. Um, <clears throat> my dad played golf in college. Um, loved watching him play when I was younger. Um, he really got me into, like, the game of golf. And, of course, you know, being from Ohio... You got you have the golden bear. So, I mean, how can you not love golf? Hard so, not to, that's for sure. I mean, he's got some great courses, phenomenal athlete. Um, but, yeah, so love golf, not the biggest basketball fan. Okay. Um, but my, my dad grew up later in his years in Dearborn, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. So, if I'm a hockey fan, I align with the Red Wings, which have not been great. Thus far? It's
0: okay. I mean, look at our Blue Jackets. I I root from. I'm not even the biggest hockey fan, but I'll watch a Blue Jackets game whenever it's on. And I hope that they do well. But also, I'm not just out here going, I'm going to live and die by the Blue Jackets schedule. That's how I feel about the Cleveland Browns. I literally will go into a depression if we lose. At least you
3: guys have won a playoff game. uh, Bud. This like like century. You said you're a Bengals
0: fan, and guess what? Tomorrow's your day. I know. Tomorrow's your day, I know. and buddy, if you guys win, oh, what a sight it's going to be.
3: I, I might actually like weep tears of joy because I have been to a couple of playoff games and have experienced only losses. Just, <laughs> I mean, that's, thanks. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. That was and and that, a, that was that was a Marvin Lewis. But, but as era. a Browns
0: fan, I know exactly how you feel,
3: and to finally get one before you. That's why I can say that. Any team in Ohio that succeeds in the playoffs, I absolutely love it. Oh, 100%. Buckeyes, Browns, Bengals, I don't care. Go out there and win. Indians, Reds, rep the state.
0: 100%. What do you got to say, Sean? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so what I wanted, I wanted to, to <laughs> I wanted to
1: dispute the Buckeyes claim, but I mean – he doesn't you- he doesn't hate the buck guys it's our other buddy who hates the buck guys so uh, I, yeah okay. yeah well
0: what what I want to start with though in the sports segment even though it's not really my segment it's more of Sean's segment but I want <clears throat> to start the first question because obviously a little backstory uh, Jimmy and I used to work at the same golf course we were both golf pros at the same time uh, Jimmy was uh, Hire or uh, what? What do I want to say? He was the second assistant. Better? I was the intern. So <laughs> at the time when I joined, he was so... the
1: assistant to the
0: regional manager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, i I learned I learned a lot of things from oh, Jimmy. Man. And a key essential part of being a golf <laughs> pro is learning people's names and learning like about people. And I will say. Probably Jimmy. I mean, I've worked for a couple people now, and Jimmy is one of the only people I could tell you where I would just walk in and I would literally just go, "Who's that?" And he'd be like, "Blah blah blah," and he'd tell me exactly where they work. He could, I mean, he could tell me so many things, and I took that to heart. And I went, "Okay, I need to to do that because he knew everybody." almost as if they were their best friend. And then they would walk away and he'd be like, dude, that guy sucks. <laughs> and, and I said, okay, I I want to be like that because that is the best thing ever, which – and I'm actually going to ask you some golf-related questions oh, in the interview. So that's why I don't want to get too far. I just wanted to get yeah. a little backstory before we get into this. But the PGA Tour season has officially become underway. Oh, Century yeah. Tournament of Champions just happened. Cameron Smith, our mullet god – Got his W this last week with a record-setting, like, 30-some-odd under par. I mean, it was yep, ridiculous it was, showing. It was fucking nuts. Um, So, my first part, it's not really, like, a question about golf. Well, it is, but I want to know if you could pick three dudes right now you think they're going to win the Masters, who are you going to go with? Me?
2: Let's just say I'm putting money on it, right? You got to put DJ on there. Dustin Johnson, man. He's been really consistent as of lately
0: and and one time winner exactly. November winner
2: exactly, yeah, and just these past couple of years, you see his game just come together really well. I mean just all aspects of the golf game, which is really hard to do on that type of stage, you know, as you know, as much as I hate to say it because I don't like this guy that much, don't, right,
0: Don't say fatrick. Patrick no, Reed.
2: F- I will never mention that fucker's name. Oh, he, honestly,
0: <laughs> the worst. I'm so glad yeah, we were gonna go. No, no, no.
2: But Bryson DeChambeau, he's been really good as of late too. You know, these past couple. I know. I, I hate saying it. I really do. But this is one of my favorites as of late. John Rom. Think like he's. He's been killing it, man. I'm really sad for him what happened at the memorial last year. And I was actually at the memorial when that shit happened with the COVID, you know, him turning positive, And he was just killing that field and he couldn't finish out the tournament. It Sean was,
0: Sean and I were there too physically, but not. What mentally. day did you guys go? Uh, <laughs> thurs, All four? Thursday. It was Thursday? it was rough. And Sunday it became rough by the time we got to the playoff well if you're
2: you're going to the memorial i don't expect it to be smooth i was gonna say it's never
0: it's never a (laughs) uh an easy ride into the end let me tell you but uh yeah i agree because both of us we had we had been talking that same week we're like man ram is killing it we hope that he freaking pulls us out that would be incredible oh yeah and then uh, when he they come onto the green and they're just like hey bud yeah. That was
2: it was a pretty shitty <laughs> like, sight.
0: Oh my god. Couldn't even Im- I can't even imagine being in that situation cuz that's what is that purse? 1.9 million?
2: million? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Like that's just not being yeah, a major that the memorial is gu- one of the biggest purses. Right. But yeah. that's
0: guaranteed in his pocket. Nobody is beating uh-huh. that score and he can shoot even par with his eyes closed and yeah. his left hand tied behind his back. Like He was killing it. That man. easy. And yeah. he came away with zero. Yeah. Like Oh, uh, I I hate that for him, but yeah, he ended up winning the U.S. Open. Absolutely, it turned out. Fan- and that was a hell of a finish. Yes, it was. I mean, for sure. But I'm, I've been that. a
2: big fan of him as of late. Yeah, as of recently. Yeah, yeah. I think he's for been sure. really good. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh,
0: actually, my last sports question, because I'm gonna let Sean get to uh, the biggest part of the sports segment, because you're an Indiana fan. So Sean, he's he's really excited about this. Look at his fucking grin. Um, <laughs> I want to know. Uh, your top three golfers right now Just in the sport in general Now, those are your three Masters winners But you said, you know, you gotta go with DJ Because of the fact that You know, he's a past winner He's playing so good right now But right, if right. you had to pick three dudes In the PGA Tour right now That you're just like I'm picking them over everybody Who are you going with?
2: Oh man, okay Let's think about this one I'm gonna put DJ again, man He's, cons- he's been really consistent. Consistent. He's got a lot of top 10s on him, right? So he def- definitely has made a sh- shit ton of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of a dark horse, man. Colin Marikawa. I can never pronounce his name. Colin Marikawa, right? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah. 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 He's been killing it, man. Like, he hasn't won a whole bunch, but he's definitely absolutely up there. Rebels, right? Yeah, absolutely. Who was your first one? Oh, DJ Dustin Johnson, man, you can't go wrong with him. If I had fifty bucks, I put it on him. Okay. Like, well, yeah. Uh, good old third one, man. You know what? Fuck it. I'm a I'm a big Philly Mick fan. I'm a Damn go. It. I'm a go with oh, Mickelson, what? man. Yep. He, man. I'm a big I'm a big Mickelson fan. Uh, come on. He's, he's a classic. He's a classic, he's a dude. Classic. I just I know his his skills probably deteriorating a little bit, but. Oh. Just oh, the way yeah. he makes the game fun for everyone else who's playing it or just watching it, you know? Like, I think that's what's well, it's it's like just like, And the way he socializes with the fans old. when he's on the course. Like, it's like, like
1: having one of the last of the old heads out there. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Especially since Tigering out there.
2: Absolutely. He's the oldest major winner right now. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I just yeah. can't yeah. believe that we've gotten through a whole golf conversation. I haven't talked about my boy, Louis Oosthuizen. Louis.
2: You want to know what's crazy?
1: That's my boy. You're uh, not I, gonna. He's you ready not for in this? Your, he's not in your top so three I, uh, or your picks for the master.
2: So I used to be uh, a golf pro and slash caddy master over at the golf club in New Albany. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rated right 32nd in the country, so it's a, like really exquisite course. Yeah, I caddy for his dad,
1: Louis. Yeah, man. Well, he raised a, an absolute winner. Absolute yeah. winner. Yep,
2: Louis. I have a couple crazy golf stories, man, but
1: got to love them. All right. Well, we talked a little bit about this before we got started, but anyone who knows anything about NBA basketball knows Lance fucking Stevenson Stevenson. (laughs) Lance, I'm a prance on your ass. Mm -hmm. Stevenson is back on the Pacers.
2: When they brought him back, man, I was like a little kid in the candy store, dude. Oh. I had that grin on my face like crazy.
1: Dude, amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh-huh. Now, tell me how you feel about Lance as a player overall.
2: I just, I just feel like he needs to be on the team. Like, I don't know why we got rid of him.
1: Right? He's, he
2: has he that fire that's lacking with the Pacers being a small market team. You to know? me,
1: Lance is... The heart and soul, of the Pacers team. Oh, for on. sure. Yeah, yep. It's, I mean, it's been motherfuckers exhibited. blowing in
2: LeBron's ear and shit, man. Right? Like,
1: it's <laughs> the best stuff. Man. Absolutely, he, he dude. That's absolutely, what you need, though. He you makes know, people talk about the Pacers exactly. when no one ever wants to talk exactly. About the Pacers, right. Yeah. So right. It absolutely killed me. Nobody talks about
2: the Pacers, but now they're being talked about because of Lance.
1: Well, it absolutely killed me when he went out, literally after like it was like the year after he blew in LeBron's ear and he joined the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, like, What
2: "What the fuck, man? What the hell are you doing? That's just ridiculous. So
1: absolutely have you been watching the Pacers season? I have,
2: not as much as I've been have because obviously we can't get it over here. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta buy the NBA league pass.
1: Or stream it online. Yeah, which yeah. I'm not gonna say where I do that through because right. that's probably illegal. Right, but.
2: right. Do that here and there too, and yeah. we'll follow your steps and not say as well. But yeah, we um, I'm kind of sick of these little ten-day uh, contracts, man. Just get yeah. the fucker a, a full-season contract, Dude, man. He deserves it.
1: First game on his ten-day contract, mm-hmm. and scores twenty points in seven minutes. Yeah. In the first quarter. Yes. Come on. Yep. Like Jesus. I'll say this. I'll. We'll move on. Get past the Pacers because it's a very niche subject. But <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll say I'm over <laughs> Miles Turner, man. I I've been, been over him two years ago. He needs to go. Yeah. So hopefully they can love adjust. his dedication and everything, but he's just they, he's just been the same
2: every right. single year after year after year.
1: Hopefully, they can move on with Karis Levert and and go on from there. All right. I have a question. Absolutely. So, you're in Columbus. And something we've learned since uh, talking about Columbus breweries and everything is Columbus really has a craft beer uh, history that goes back towards, like, 2012. Oh, yeah. 2007. What I'm curious about in the craft beer industry is do you guys, is there, do you talk and network with other brew masters or is there a rivalry between breweries? Kind of how's that dynamic work in the Columbus area?
2: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, honestly, we don't really try to compete with each other, to be honest. Like, really don't. Like, we like to share our ideas and see how, you know, Everyone's got their certain ways that they do everything in the brewery process, right? And we like to share that with everyone so everyone could, you know, get the gist, you know, and learn from each other sort of sense, right? So, I don't know. I feel like Cincy Market's more rivalry, I think. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Like, if you're in Cincy, I mean, I feel like they're more at each other. That's just me, though, just from personal experience. But here in Columbus, like I get along with like four to five different breweries, you know, just and we just talk about shit and we don't try to, you know, outdo each other. We right, just well, try to learn from each other because we all have our other, different,
1: you know, steps that we do for everything. Without shitting on other all the other Columbus breweries, what's your other or your favorite beer in Columbus out of all the other breweries?
2: Beta Flash from Noctara.
1: Beta Flash. <laughs> Noctera.
2: Noctera. Noctera does some good stuff, man. I'll give him props to it.
1: Ray yep. There we go. Ray-Race hog
2: pit. Ray-Race is 50% of it. Uh, there we go. Go. I'm a big smoked meat fan, no homo.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm going to hand my mic over to Caleb so he can ask nope, his next nope, question.
3: Nope. Oh, no, John's got John one. one. John's got a big
1: boy here. Well,
3: so first off, thank you for having us here. I'm just I'm, I'm just like oh, excited dude. just just to be on Pleasure the podcast. No, it, no, dude, it, no, it, it's Pleasure been mania. it's been phenomenal. Your establishment has been it's been great. I love the setup, I love the layout, but like for you personally, like what has been a passion project for you, whether it be for the brewery or for yourself, right? You know, like what do you love to to actually brew? Like, you know? Okay, well,
2: I got two things. We'll do two different things. All right. One, it's like I brew a beer for the first time, right? I never like it the first time, even if everyone else likes it, okay? I know there's ways I can make it better. So, for instance, when I was going back 30 minutes ago when I was talking about the Flake Gate, how, you know, I'm still tinkering with it. Any great beer could be better. So, I kind of look at that as a project, right? So... That's number 1. Number 2. Project wise, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get more uh,
0: Wait, Why did, why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that, that absolutely happen. fucking destroyed the moment. I was about to cry thought, and then yeah, you I went but I'm, was, I was like really
4: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I just, do, because Jimmy's over here. Wow. There you
0: go. There you Sean go. just go on, <laughs> Sean just covering all the bases. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's funny as shit.
2: <laughs> so number so number one, right? Edit Being that it, out. You first introduce a beer, tinkering with it, try to make a great beer better. And it's always an ongoing process. You just never do the same res- recipe over and over. You're always tinkering with it a little bit, trying to make it better, right? Number two, my, my, one of my big projects out here this year, I'm going to try to have a beer festival out here in our property. We're on two acres of property out here. I saw a really small brewery, Deray Brewing. Um, they did a Saison Sour Fest, which is all sour beers. I'm not sure if you guys ever been there, but their property is a lot smaller than ours. And if we're not doing anything like that on our two-acre property, then we're, we're kind of fucking up, you know? So yeah. I already got, you know... Um, six to seven breweries are interested without really putting out any feelers this will probably take any place anywhere from june to august Um, i'm not sure if you ever seen our back property over here but we have about almost 30 picnic tables out there um like to get all the you know local breweries you know with their tents and their beers line up against the property line here you know
0: uh, dude I, i'm gonna i'm gonna just say a hundred percent if you guys do that yeah let us know i mean shit we could do a live episode absolutely that day and like honestly have each of any particular brewery mm-hmm. come out whatever yeah and just like yeah we'll have a tent set up whatever that would be incredible so when you guys do that you guys, have, let, you guys have yes. a spot on this property. Dude, 100%, you let 100% me know, and do. we will pop something up. We will make for it sure. happen. It'll be yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Be that'd awesome. be kick-ass, yeah. for sure. So
2: that's been a project I've been kind of working on for this year. So. That's great. I, yeah. I, I Honestly, I'm excited for that. Have some Just live music, have a food truck out here, all that good shit.
0: <laughs> right, and to see all the people who will come out here and all the different breweries and the different things and absolutely. like the food trucks and whatever, I think that would be incredible. I mean, even... For Sean and I, like, obviously, I've known you for a long time compared to what they have. But if we come out here and just the amount of exposure for both you and for us. Because it's gonna be beneficial for everyone. That's what I mean, including all the breweries. And there would be I mean. so many people at like that, yeah. and people are going to be so tired of COVID at that point. They're going to just go. I feel
2: like people are already
0: tired. Oh, of it. they already don't give and a get a shit. me. Get yeah. us to warm weather, and they're going to go. Oh my god, it's game on. I'm going to be there. in <laughs> one minute, we're going to actually, Sean. Let's. We got to figure out when this date is. We need to get merch printed so we can sell it on our oh, table there you go. during the live episode. Yeah. Okay, so let's I'll let's keep put you that, updated yeah. too. I don't
2: have I absolutely yeah, when, don't have an exact date. It's when you figure it like out, a 3 month span, you
0: know. Right. Uh, when you yeah. figure it out, we got to put that on our calendar. Yeah. We're going to make sure that we are ready with the tent, with our interview new mic I just ordered during this episode cuz I'm never doing this again with two <laughs> <laughs> two mics. Yeah. That's I'm going to let we'll everybody get a bit know that. No, I, right. I know. 100 <laughs> Jimmy, you and I have been but those two <laughs> I didn't want to weird them out or that you know what I mean <laughs> um from our from what we learned in the golf world right okay when you came over here to this side the brewery side what from that golf business just like came with you and you were like I'm going to I can use this yeah in the beer brewing world like oh, sure. where you were like yeah I I'm so glad I have this skill
2: yeah and it's on top of my head already it's being able to socialize with people because as you know from a you know a 400 member country club right you see the same fucking 100 200 people every single day you know what they want you know how they want it right so for instance you know there's some people in the golf business that want to get their bag drop at the backdrop you know they don't trust the you know bag storage or whatever right um They like their clubs a certain way. They like them clean a certain way, you know? Just sometimes they don't even check in, right? Um, It transfers the same thing over here. You know exactly what beer they want. You know exactly the same table that they sit at. Just transfers the same thing, man. And the big good old customer service, man. And that's
0: it. And, And I will say this. As someone who, which Jimmy's in total, I think we've probably been in the golf business the same amount of years. Yeah. But that is something you realize super quick. Like, honestly, you could know nothing about the game of golf. Nothing. But if you can be, like, serviceable or you know the person, you know know their name, you know their their mother's name when they walk in the door, their father's name. Like, just dumb shit like that. Oh, my God. It means everything. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I remember one specific day. Jimmy and I were working uh our men's league, which was on Thursday nights, started at two PM, ended at like six thirty PM. Then we were stuck till nine, nine thirty PM. <laughs> Always waiting for the last the last groups finishing in shit. the pitch black. <laughs> yep. And then we have to we have to go pick up all of the proximities out there to put that shit. I mean, together scores. Exactly. One day, it was probably four o'clock in the afternoon, the first set of groups comes in and they hand me the scorecards and they ask me a question and I'm like, You know what i this is what I think is the answer. I don't know the exact answer i- f- I forget what they were even asking and Jimmy overheard me from from his office at the time, and they leave, and he comes up to me and he's like, The fuck dude like <laughs> What are you talking about? And and I went what the, what do you mean? What are you what am I talking about? And and we I mean, dude, we we are going back and forth. We're a, we are literally about to go to blows. And I'm going to oh, lose yeah. 100%, but I'm just backing <laughs> what I think is my knowledge, okay? I'm backing it. And Billy our really good, buddy. Oh yeah. Who is both of our bosses at the time. Yeah. Comes in and he's like what is wrong with the both of you? You're trying to fight him over the dumbest shit ever. You're trying to fight him over the dumbest shit ever. Like just if you guys would just work together, you wouldn't have to worry about any of this. And we were we both looked at each other and I was like, "No, I'm not talking to him." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not talking to him either." And and we just went with it. Well, so that day ended, we we fixed the problem. I don't even remember what happened. The next day, we walk into work. I think I opened. Jimmy's the next one in. I think you came in at like nine. Yeah, I was probably, there at like I think six. Mid shift, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you and were Billy like was nine to three, and yeah. I was six to whatever. Right, right. I he comes in and he and he just goes, "Hey, man, yesterday was a cluster," and I was like, "I know. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. I screamed at you. I, oh, I we wish we wouldn't it. have gone. We but, handled it. But ever since then, like." We literally almost came to blows the day of that particular <laughs> incident, and then we're here at this point, and like, it's hilarious oh, to yeah. think about that shit now. Oh, it and is, for sure. and I think that like goes to show where in the golf business you learn so much. Like I learned how to like you. You might run into a problem with someone you work with, and you're just you're just like I literally don't even understand what the fuck that person was thinking. Right. Like, and, and you probably said the same thing about me, but then the next day I went, Oh my God, he was fucking right. And you were probably <laughs> like, I can't believe I even yelled at him. Cause I understand right. what he's saying. Right. But like, that is, you know what? It, it was just one of those things. Yeah. And when you get into another role, which I'm sure you've had that while being here, you're just like, someone probably tells you what to do. It was something beer related. And you're like, Literally, back the fuck off because I do this. Right, and then the next day you go, you know what? Hey, he he, he might have said something that was like twenty percent right. right because right. that's probably about all I did was say something twenty percent right. I'll at be that... honest
2: with you, Mr. Pappas, listen. To this. I would, yeah, I
0: think he might, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's just say it plain out and simple. Love him, him to know. death. Uh, yeah, love what a great Mr. guy,
2: Pappas, to death. But you know, obviously, me and him. We have a little rough comings for a little bit, you know? So I think that had to do with it a little bit. But, you know, love the dude still. Uh, he's a good man. So 100%. Yeah. yeah he's no. a good dude. I know. Yeah. We had a rough time that year, but it's all good. We move on. You That's know? what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've met with him a couple times afterwards. So
0: it's wild to think about. And you and I can talk about this because, like, th- we had that one spat, which right. felt like. Okay, I don't ever want to fucking talk to this guy again. Exactly. Because we had right. it was literally the one of the worst days of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Literally. 100%. But then we come to a point right now. Yeah. And like and I've talked and to you here before this. The podcast together, no. That's what I mean. <laughs> I've talked to you before this more times than yeah. I can count on both my hands. Right. And like I know that both of us can laugh about that because oh, that, sure. that was that was stupid. As shit. That was six
2: <laughs> that was that six was or so seven
0: stupid. years ago in both of our school, lives.
2: It was high school bullshit. If man, anyone that's all it was. saw
0: like, where both of us were yeah, at that point in our lives, as they fuck. would go, "Oh my god, you should have been on DeGrassi." Right? And no shit, I mean, right? that's what it right, felt right. like. Drake
1: DeGrassi. Just immediately say DeGrassi, I think of Drake because he was on that show.
2: I think of Drake, and I'm like,
1: (laughs) So I have a quick question because I think John has a really good question coming up after me, so I just want to get on to his, honestly. But if you had to pick a brewery outside of the Columbus area, what's one of your favorite breweries? And I want to ask, have you ever had uh, Cloven Hoof out of Ashtabula? I have not. Amazing brewery. I lived in Ashtabula. Hated that town. Yeah. Hated it. But I was uh, within walking distance of a brewery called Cloven Hoof. Okay. And I'm a big sour fan. They had a sour there called Blood for My Valentine. Okay. Amazing. So would suggest it. But what is one of your favorite breweries outside of the Columbus area brewery area? One of my favorite breweries. You ever heard of Munster?
2: You ever heard of Munster, Indiana?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm saying Ohio brewery. So. Oh, you're
2: saying Ohio. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. But I'll let right. you
1: after this ch- highlight the Indiana brewery. Okay.
2: Price. Well, I'll do two then. I'll do Ohio and then I'll do out. There Al. you go.
1: Okay. There you go.
2: All right. Out, Al, Jackie O's hands down. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. Speaking yeah. to the two bobcats. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Jackie O's hands down. Yeah, it's the best. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. do some
1: what's your favorite beer from them do you have a do you have one i do not have i'm gonna say mine's the raz wheat do you
2: have one i
3: mean you can't you can't go wrong with the raz
1: you can't no
2: that used to be a go-to for me for a good year back in the day but i'm really big in their bourbon
1: arrow up bourbon barrel aged program right now they do some good shit man I'm telling you, back when we went there, it wasn't as big of a deal because no. a bunch of hipsters and weirdo professors drank beer there. They were. No,
3: no, no. I'm, ta- I'm talking like when we were freshmen. They moved in when we were Oh yeah. yeah.
1: So they, they're, uh, they're a great brewery. My favorite Ohio brewery of all time. Sorry, SIP. I hope that doesn't get us kicked off of here. But, <laughs> absolutely, I mean, I'm a Bobcat. Not so all, I, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Bobcat. Yeah. But... Uh, amazing and uh i'm glad to hear that man yeah
2: absolutely dude no they do some good stuff i know a couple other guys over there too they're, really?
1: they they're kick-ass man they yeah. do a good job of what All they right. do for sure give us the indiana brewery man I indiana hear so
2: monster indiana
1: monster or monster munster, M- M-U-N-S-T-E-R. m-u-n-s-t-e-r just like the
2: cheese just like the cheese just like the cheese, wow. like cheese. The cheese. literally on the border of uh illinois and uh yep. right by chicago yeah. really Yep. Good old Three Floyds,
1: Three Floyds,
2: yep, Three Floyds Brewing Company.
1: Okay, Is they that do something- some good
2: stuff. They have to, they have a couple staples there that I always usually go after: Gumball Head and uh, Zombie Dust.
3: I've heard of zombie dust, but I Whoa. feel like there's another brewery. Zombie dust. Yep. When I was in North Carolina, stationed at Fort Bragg. Uh huh. Zombie dust. Well, hold on. Like-
2: All right, this is now we got another segment.
3: Okay. Uh-oh. You were at
2: Fort Bragg for how long? Uh, about two years. You heard of Methodist University? Yep. I was there in. Uh, Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, playing uh, golf in part of their uh, professional golf management program.
3: Yep. So the pro so Fort that Bragg taught... was
2: five minutes down the road, my yep. man.
3: <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the uh, pro that taught me was actually from Methodist. Uh, who was it? Um, I'd have to go back through my phone and look at look at the okay. contacts. But... Was he a
2: student? or Was he an actual teacher? No, he
3: was an actual teacher. Okay. Uh, he actually had a golf course right outside of uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. Um, you remember what it's called? Oh shit! You're putting me on the spot. Uh, it's okay if you don't. I I've just golfed a lot of golf courses around. I mean, there. I, think I was only is... there for
2: a year because Methodist felt like a high school all over again. It is. So a... I transferred
3: back to Ohio State. Yeah, it's so, it's yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful campus. I loved being in Fayetteville. You're close. Yeah, to like Pinehurst. Oh, you're, absolutely! You're, you're, you're only forty minutes. Yes, and you tobacco have run. So, yeah, you have yeah. so yeah. Tobacco many run golf was courses.
2: My, was my. Road, road, yes. Thank but you. But you have so many golf courses That was around. my favorite course. It's like a giant putt-putt
3: course. Yes. Yeah. Um, you ever I'm been not, there, Caleb? I'm, I'm, I'm not good by any means, but.
0: I, I played at Tobacco Road last year for my buddy Bobby Sneed's oh, no, bachelor no, no. party, which Ooh. we will be seeing Bobby, Bobby? Sneed tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> and Bobby and I were teammates. you see Bobby tomorrow. Yes. Oh, so okay. Bobby and I were teammates against Ryan Cole and Evan Hartnett, good buddies of mine. Oh, They're okay. the pros at Columbus Country yeah. Club. <laughs> we played. I shot seventy-one and I was a seven handicap. <laughs> we absolutely waxed them and I, this is gonna I love both of them to death. Ages. But that was one of my greatest performances of all time. A hundred percent.
2: So you're a fucking sandbagger is what
0: you're telling me. Right? Uh, you've <laughs> known that from the day we met each other and the fact that you are <laughs> you've known that from the day we've met that's just my mo you know that like 100 percent. mike monk
1: oh mike monk
0: mike monk
2: oh why does that ring a bell it's mike monk he
3: owns king grant's country club king grant yes that's right yep that's uh, it's literally two minutes down the road from methodist yep. yeah uh, yep mike mike was a phenomenal instructor yeah uh Dude has such a casual way yeah. of explaining golf. And that's like, what you need to do,
2: man. And he you can't confuse your fucking student. Otherwise, if you put too much in their head, they're just not going
3: to reiterate was, anything. There know? was nothing better than playing 18. Yeah. And Mike would be rolling around the golf course mm-hmm. with a fat stogie in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And he would be, you know, working with the greenskeeper, working yeah. with the staff. Absolutely. He would hop out of the cart, and he would walk a hole with you. Yeah. And he'd just be so casual. Yep. And he made things so effortless that made golf seem so simple. Mm -hmm. And it just pissed me off because I sucked. But Mike
2: made things so easy. It's kind of what I used to do over at Heritage. Um, So, obviously, as you heard from Caleb, like, I used to know the members really, really well out there. To the point where they're inviting me over to their house – you know, yeah. just having parties with them and shit, you know. And, you know, as an assistant pro you have to make your rounds, make sure everyone's, yeah. you know, doing their time right and everything, you know. And uh just be times I'll go out in the middle of the fairway and we're just like twenty bucks you don't get it closer than I just did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <Just> like,
3: <laughs> it's all right, let me it's, stretch real quick. You it's, know, <laughs> it's those little things that make you appreciate golf exactly, yeah. Because and just
2: those personal relationships. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh I, I, I wish there was nothing better than living in North Carolina. Yeah. Because golf, like, seems like a year-round sport. Absolutely. And and I love North Carolina. Don't get me wrong. Like
2: the yeah. golf was fucking phenomenal. I just didn't like the school that much at the time. Hey, it felt like enough. high school all over again. It's only like three thousand students. There was only one way in, one way out, and you had to go through security every time, you know. But
1: well, I only grabbed the John, the Mike from John, the John you from grabbed Mike. the
0: John from Mike. <laughs> hey, so let's I only grab the, the subject sorry, to. Sorry. Yeah, had the dinner at least. Yeah, I was gonna say, did here's, you uh, let, here's let's get thing. a rating? Like uh, this was
1: this just went off on a tangent off of my own question because literally I just wanted to get to John's question because John's next question is a good one. So John, please ask your your no he didn't he did not. But if you real quick outside of Midwest, what's your favorite brewery? Do you have a favorite brewery nationally? Cigar
2: Brewing Company out of Tampa.
1: Okay, great great brewery. We've, we've, I've had it, I've had it. It's a good. My,
2: my family uh, lives in Port Charlotte. Okay. Oh,
1: shit. Oh, yeah. 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 No, my, it's both a... my parents
2: it's and my sister capital. live there. Yeah. And, go to the and so. Really? Manchester to... They, they go to Port Charlotte too. Yeah. yeah. Get
1: the fuck out of here.
2: Oh, okay. And, oh, it's only like an hour
1: north. So, so if yeah, anyone wants like that, to. Right? That's crazy, man. If anyone that's wants crazy. to try that, if anyone wants to try that, though, that's crazy. If anyone wants wants to try cigar brewing, they actually have that at Perfect Pour. So cigar oh, brewing, so they have it at I'll Perfect give an
2: I'll give a name drop to Perfect Pour. Okay. Like that's our probably one number of the
1: one dream sponsor. Yeah, right Well
2: probably now. it's as a burr, my favorite bottle shop in all of Columbus, Mikey and Dave. Two owners there, they fucking, they kick ass over there, man. They're actually one of the ones that got me kick started in brewing. Like to so, be honest, they are right. Like, I, I, yeah,
0: and that is amazing. What are the chances you could maybe like name drop Columbus Uncut because we need a sponsor yeah. and Sean and I both absolutely love that place. Yeah, and we're we're just oh, thinking like you, man, we're just thinking yeah. like they have so many beers. Yeah. that we could, and. Obviously, one of our segments every single episode is Ray A Beer. Mm-hmm. So all our thought is, I hey, got you. Can we get a beer? Yeah, I'll see
2: those guys once a week. Okay, okay, yep. that's what I mean. And just hang so out with them. That would be yep.
0: incredible. Those if are my could, guys over if there, If you could man. just name drop Columbus Uncut, I got you. I mean, you and I know each other. Got We've you. known each other for yep. a long time, but that would be because that's our dream sponsor right now. Okay, is just and it's we're not talking monetary. We don't want anything like that. Right. We just want somebody where, like, if somebody comes in our Discord, because we have a Discord channel. Oh, for sure. Okay. And if somebody comes in and they say, hey, you should try somewhere in particular Studweiser. Yes. And let's say that you have beers in Perfect Pour. Mm -hmm. And they say that to us, and we're like, okay, hey, we want to try it. Yeah. Like, we we have no problem whatsoever going out to a store, finding it, buying it, doesn't Or going to the brewery to get it to buy it doesn't right. matter. Right. If Perfect Pour has it, we'd rather come in and be like, "Hey, can we just get it from you guys?" And then we add support you. On like yeah, I we think, only have 160 I, followers, but we get 60 downloads. I'll do you want
2: better? You come with me in there, and I introduce you to them. Done. All right. There we go. Okay. I know I, those guys. I'm not going to lie. Those guys are the ones. They're amazing. So I'm going to go back to my story, how I get st- got started brewing, right? So I had a back problem out of the golf business. Had to have surgery on my spine. Three months later, got back in indoor soccer, snapped my tibia and a in half. Had had two surgeries on that. So that put me out for a minute, right? So I'm still on my peg leg. I didn't do crutches because fuck those things. No, I hated those, right? So I used to go to Perfect Pour a lot because I had nothing to do. Okay. I wasn't working at the time. I was still healing up and everything. I told them, I, I developed a, my relationship with them back then, to how it is now, wasn't the same. But, uh, you know, they knew of me. They knew I was a regular. And I was telling them, like, yeah, I've been looking into, you know, brewing my own beer. You know, I've been watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos, you know, doing a lot of reading and everything. Mikey and Dave sent me home with a one gallon starter kit. Oh and, shit, man! And it took off from there.
1: They're awesome. I'll yeah. tell you, you. It literally walk took in that off place, from there. Yeah. You walk in that place and they make you feel like they make you're just you feel like family, man. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that's one of those things, and that's why I feel like you. The fact that you said you'd know them. Yeah. Like, Those are my Sean guys, has been in. I've been in there twice. Sean's been in there probably more than me. But that makes me feel so much better because you know how we are. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're just here to, like, get to know somebody. Yeah. And not only would we want to try to get a sponsorship from them, but actually we'd rather dedicate an episode to actually talking to them and saying, and they'll, like, will They'll totally be hey, down for that,
2: man. How did you guys? They got decide? the little bar in the back that's right what there. I mean. That's what they'll do it. Yeah, they'll but, they'll totally be down for that.
0: That's why we. It's the best of both worlds Absolutely. in that. And so you can hundred percent sign me up yeah. for that because yeah. that's and and Sean and I have been talking about this for about three weeks. Is just like, all right, man, we've got almost two hundred followers on Instagram. Yeah. We got about sixty downloads a week on our podcast, mm-hmm. which isn't a ton, but for some for us who's only done it for it's only going to grow man 12 13 yeah. weeks we're trying to just scale and yeah. like if we can put a sponsor not that we we we're not requiring any monetary investment right we just want somebody who's like hey I love Columbus uncut yeah and I I'd love to tell people who come in here and buy a beer like hey listen to Columbus uncut like mm-hmm. that's literally all we want or they could tell us like hey you should have this beer this week on the episode. Mm. That's the kind of stuff that we're looking for. Absolutely. Nothing, Nothing extreme like
2: that. So how about this? In the next couple of weeks, I take you over there. I introduce you guys. We'll, we'll go from there. Done deal. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. I think that's guaranteed. They're, they're, they're phenomenal guys, man. They're the ones that got me kickstarted into what I am now. Well, it sounds like we're on they, the path they even to greatness. Said, they even said they're like, man, you used to buy beer from us, and now we're buying beer from you. It's like.
0: Talk about greatness. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my last question. Yeah, and then I'm gonna let Sean and John finish it up because it's easier with our two microphone setup for me to just finish it <laughs> out. <right now. laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Okay, so uh, I want to know somewhere in particular's goals for this year. I want you to name three, and I. No, I want to know just them straight up. And then I want to know your personal goals for 2022, three of them. I've said in our old podcast like one of my goals for 2022 like I want to read 4 books this year. I don't I don't read. It's not that I can't. I don't either, man. But
2: but you uh, I I don't read books. I read a whole bunch of shit online
0: about beer. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm the same way, but I don't yeah. want to trust anything that I read online. I want to read like an actual book. Oh, so that's sure. my thing where I'm like, okay, what are my goals this year? 4 books. So, right. I want to hear the brewery's goals, 3 okay. of them, and your personal goals, 3 of them.
2: Okay, cool. Brewery-wise, absolutely more. So, one thing that we lacked in last year cuz of COVID as well. It's more activities, man. Like you go to a brewery, you want you want to find something else to do, right? So, Pre-COVID, we used to have, like, Giant Pong and stuff like that, you know? I want to get at least, like, four to five big games that you could do out there. We actually uh, just cleared out the barn, which is also an Ohio historic landmark. Uh, we're going to refinish the inside of it a little bit, and we're going to have a whole bunch of, like, you know, maybe arcade games, ping pong table, pool tables, and whatnot, right? So, um, we're going to have a disc golf league out here. Disc golf. Let's yeah. go. Like putting, go. Like a putting like a putting disc golf league. Go. Right? And well, you know we Gage. better have a team. Yep. Yeah. And you know my buddy Gage, game. right? Yeah, He's well, gonna yeah. be the one running like help me helping me
0: running well, it. You, can sign us up. you got sign it. Us up. Yep.
2: Absolutely. Um second one, it's not just activities, but not just activities, but a whole bunch of events. Something that we lacked last year, and also because of COVID or whatnot, is events. Like we only had one event last year, unfortunately. But, you know, it is what it is. It you was talked
1: a... about a big one, though. Yeah. Well, let's get the, Absolutely. Let's get the whole So that's more. So going I'm, I'm going
2: to include that big one, like, you know, more of a sip and a me-personal one. So there I'll count go. for both, right? So, obviously, what I mentioned earlier, the beer festival, right? We, we're on two acres of land over here. We're not doing too much with it right now because of COVID. But I feel like after this year, everyone's just – kind of sick of it they don't give a fuck anymore you know so well and you're on the west side like
1: out here there's you don't see too many breweries out here man yeah Yeah.
2: you really don't and i got a pretty good relationship with uh, a lot of local breweries around here so all like i said i already got like six or seven breweries lined up without me actually trying to reach out to them so who knows that number could go up to anywhere from 10 to 15 you know all
1: right so the three sip SIP uh, resolutions for mm-hmm. the year. Do more events. Mm-hmm. Expand on the uh, the property that you have. Do it at, well, being more engaging with the property that you have. Right, right, right. And getting Columbus Uncut a sponsorship with... Uh, <laughs> Perfect par. All like, right.
2: You, you guys got that. You guys are already in the books. There we go.
1: Goal, so. There we go. Now we want to hear about so your my personal goals. goals.
2: Like personal goals? Are we talking like no, personal? No, with Personal. You, no, you as an
1: problem. individual. Brewmaster aside. No beer whatsoever? Jimmy, no.
4: Okay.
1: Jimmy wants to be Ethereum level 52. <laughs> and Halo Infinite. Hey.
2: Yeah. No, oh, that's Onyx, man. Onyx is go. the highest level. Yeah. So we'll go with number one, being Onyx level in Halo. There you go. Okay. All right. I'm diamond number two right now. I'm still climbing very shortly, but we'll see. It kind of sucks. all right. You might
1: get a sweet shoulder pad at some point. Hey. <laughs> Just, you know,
2: I, could, I consider myself pretty good at Halo, but all my friends on Xbox are so much better. They're all Onyx. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, a couple of them used well, to be. Well, come a-
1: play with me and Caleb, then you'll feel yeah. so much better well, about cu- yourself. I'm
2: pretty good. A couple of my friends uh, don't on Xbox. You have X- a mic,
1: though. I <laughs> do. Not right now. I'm using
2: know. it right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one can hear what rank you are, but.
2: So, uh, a couple of my friends on Xbox I've been friends with for so long. They used to be a couple ex Call of Duty pros. That's why they're so good. Like, I consider myself okay. Like, but. No, compared to them I'm fucking garbage. Like <laughs> they put me in shame, man. Um personal personal wise, number 2, I'm going to include beer a little bit. If that's okay.
1: Oh, you're fine, man. It's a personal um, goal.
2: So last year I was, you know, with COVID and everything like that, I was trying to keep a more consistent like beer base if that makes sense. So, I was trying to do um, what sells because, you know, it was a really weird year with COVID and shit. Not trying to, you know, make excuses with it, but be con- really consistent with COVID and whatnot. But this year, I want to come out with more crazy beer ideas, you know? Like, yeah. for instance, Fourth of July, and more seasonal beers. So, so for instance, Fourth of July, I'm going to have a Bomb Pop Sour. Oh, I'll be here. Cherry lime raspberry. I'll
1: be here. Hold up. Hold up.
2: Right. Get a clap for him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Hell something yeah. like that, right? So I'm, that's just an example. I'm not going to spoil everything else, you know? Jeez, I love sours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. What's your so, What's your big goal for the year, man? Individually. Big
2: goal for the year individually.
1: Brewmaster aside, what what's something? Where do you want to be? sitting in this seat, talking to Columbus Uncut as we're Columbus's premier podcast next year,
0: 2023. I mean, maybe another dog. I mean, I know maybe the lady lady might be listening. I'm just trying to help you out. Put him on the
1: spot. Damn. Fuck you. (laughs) Um.
2: (laughs) Got him. Uh, Maybe another dog. For sure, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dogs 100%. are great. Yeah, but I think um, we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of maybe uh, we're kind of getting sick of the condo, so maybe get a house
1: of some sort. So that's a big goal for me. Yeah, the year. I'm with you, bud. I'm in an apartment yeah. too. Yeah. So. Right, right, 20, right. Twenty twenty two is the year for houses, right? Uh, I hope so. Hopefully, hopefully right.
2: those prices come down because we just been kind of waiting right now, right? So. Because they're. Pretty huge. Yeah. Pretty huge.
0: Right. Exactly. All
1: right. Well, but. I want to get John's last question in here because I tried getting to it forever ago yeah. and we got off on a I tangent. Yeah. yeah. So John has a great question. We'll end it on this. So John, let's end it,
3: bud. Yeah. So first off, thank you, everybody. Glad I could actually be a part of this episode. Well, Jimmy, thank you for being you've been phenomenal. The beer's Oh, my God, out, outstanding. But my last question has to be, you know, like, what's the most underrated beer in your opinion? Because I'm sure you see a slew of people come in through these doors, right. and you know what is phenomenal. Right. But they just, they don't have awareness to it. hmm So... What's the most underrated beer? So, I got two, if that's okay. Yeah, bring it. Okay, right on. So, my first one's going to be a session
2: IPA, anywhere from 35 to 4%. How often do you see that on the market?
3: Never. I don't right? know. As a casual beer Never. drinker, I'm not. Right? I'm, I'm, you can I'm have gonna two of say, like, those, I don't know. one
2: deflate gate. They're very crushable. Yeah. So, I brewed one of Mike's. So, I got a little experimental system. It's a little five gallon guy that I tried to, you know, test out stuff before I blow it up on the big guy just so you know if it doesn't turn out good I'm not wasting a whole bunch of money right yeah of course um, session IPA anywhere from three and a half percent three and a half to four percent right I'll give seven, seven some some credit here um, their beer miracle if you ever guys had it four um, percent double dry hopped, always my go to whenever I see it on the shelf just because I got crushed that whole six pack and like fucking an hour, two hours, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Crushability ten out of ten, Ooh, for sure. Bringing 100%. the hundred oh, percent for a hoppy those. beer, absolutely.
3: Oh, I love it. To the, to the deflate gate
2: <laughs> 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 um, second one, you guys ever had a sour IPA?
3: Oh, oh I love sour, I love sour I love IPA. Sour IPA. Oh. Yeah.
2: Blackberry cobbler. Yeah, well, after this, we could go out front cobbler. and you could try it real quick. Oh
1: yes. Yep. Yes, please. You're welcome to
2: any of the beers I got out oh. there.
1: Yeah, he had. So the. So I got a
2: strawberry I lemonade sour and I got a blackberry cobbler sour on tap right now.
3: Okay. Yeah, blackberry cobbler sounds. So you phenomenal. got cinnamon,
2: nutmeg, vanilla, and blackberry going on.
3: It. Oh man, yep. sours are my
1: game. I,
2: I got two dark them. beers too. I got a Scottish wee heavy. It's called Tan in the Bevy. Ooh. So Tan the Bevy. That's Scottish slang. For going out for a beer.
1: Yeah. Tan right? in the bevy? Yes.
2: That's Scottish slang for going out for a beer for it a drink. That sounds
1: like what some kids are doing down in Panama City around March.
2: Yeah, right. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Tan in the Bevy. Yeah. And then I got um I got a coffee uh more of an old school coffee porter. Um locally sourced the coffee from stuffs downtown. hmm
1: Yep. Man. So amazing episode. I think it's uh, been a
2: pleasure, man. Absolutely, dude, thanks for, sure. for having us. No, man. dude, thank
1: you for inquiring. It's been awesome. It's been a pleasure. You've been very flexible. This is the first episode we've ever done with two mics, and yeah. you fucking killed it like a champ. Bud. I appreciate it. Yeah, so first time, <laughs> nice doing a job. Podcast, we, so hopefully yeah. I did okay. <laughs> oh, dude, killed it. We liked it. Here's the thing: like people get super nervous when yeah. they come on, thinking it's gonna be like. Some very formal, right? Right. Like we're not formal. It might have helped because I knew Caleb <laughs> yeah. a little bit and stuff, you know. Well, here's the
2: thing: like a lot ha- of people might have had a beer or two before too that helped me calm me down a little bit. But that's what we call the
1: <laughs> that's what we call the lubrication factor, I, right? Absolutely. So a lot of people come on thinking that like we're very strict and formal, and, right? Like edit things and like care about what you say. Yeah. I don't care what you say, no. bud.
2: As soon all. as you guys say I could be a cuss like a sailor, I was, oh, perfect. I could be myself,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a place to be on a Friday night. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So we thank you for coming on. I we thank you guys. somewhere in particular. Absolutely. For letting us come in to your guys' place. Yeah. And uh, showing us a, your place, giving us a taste of some amazing things. Beers, Deflate Gate, one of the highest. Op- By the way, I mean we didn't say this. We didn't say this earlier, but universally, one of the highest rated beers we've ever had. Oh on the shit! Podcast. And I feel honored. Then while we don't have a long track record, oh, well, but still, honestly, we've rated Bodie. I know you already. guys in
2: your beers though.
1: Like <laughs> we've rated Bodhi already, and Deflate Gate universally uh-huh. across four people rated higher than the Bodhi did no shit so and Bodhi is our basement beer that's right. what we'd love to go for right so amazing beers amazing food we appreciate everything for letting you come for letting us come out here um thank you to Caleb for having the connection yeah with you uh, and we hope everyone will come out and support somewhere in particular brewing. It's on Durker Road. Yep, right
2: between Bethel and Henderson Road, right between uh, Sawmill and 315, out northwest here. side of Columbus.
1: It's like, what city is it? Is it Sawmill or Dun- uh,
2: Surprisingly, it's still Columbus.
1: Really? Yeah. No it's sure. a, It's
2: a very weird. So look at the panhandle of Florida, right? Yeah. So that's kind of where we are right now. Really? You're the Columbus. panhandle of Columbus? The Columbus, okay. exactly. Well, it's really weird because it's like right in between Dublin, Worthington, and Upper Arlington. Very well, weird.
1: We definitely want everyone to come out, try somewhere in particular brewing, come out, meet up with Jimmy, follow somewhere in particular brewing. It's at SIP Brew, and you can find their website. At SIP SIPbrew.com. Uh by all means, amazing brewery, and we didn't talk about it, but absolutely amazing food too. So come out, try their pizza, try their pretzels, try anything that's out here, and uh, we hope you'll uh, hope you'll support these guys. Absolutely amazing
3: beer. What, what, pre- what do
1: you? What do you got to say, John, to close it out?
3: You know, for a Cincinnati boy coming to Columbus, this is like a five out of five. Like, I want to come up here every single weekend and drink these beers. Like, nothing has been bad. The The atmosphere has been phenomenal. The food has been great. You have been outstanding. So, thank you, Jimmy. Hey, I appreciate you
2: guys coming out, man. means a lot. That's awesome.
1: All right, man. What do you got? Final
3: appreciate words for, for
1: SIP. What do you got?
2: Uh, hey not sip wise but make sure you guys follow this columbus uncut guys they're they're a kick-ass crew for sure make sure to check them out during our beer festival that we're gonna have out here
1: during the summer as well all right check out the sip brew festival 2022 let's go folks thanks for joining us we hope you guys have a good week join us next week As we interview, we don't know yet, but (laughs) we got Tommy's Diner this week for our our, our, uh, food episode, so check it out. Thanks.